The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hello there, everybody. My name is Chris, and this is Savannah. We are the Rate the Record podcast, and this is episode 69. <laughs> I I don't appreciate your immaturity already. I know where this is coming from, and I'd much rather appreciate that you take this show seriously. <laughs> 69, dude. Hell yeah, the sex number! <laughs> If I was only wearing my suit, then I could have taken that joke on a little, a little longer. <laughs> oh man, here we are in a thirty, still uh, getting all giggly about the number sixty-nine. It reminds me of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. If you're me and I'm you, what number am I thinking of? Sixty-nine, dude. <laughs> I'm so glad that that is relevant somewhere. Well, it's relevant here now, and uh, I don't know if it's disappointing or not, but your disappointing host for the day are Chris and... Savannah. As I already kind of mentioned earlier, my polite introduction. Yes, welcome to the Write the Record podcast for this week. We're glad you're here checking out music with us, because that's what we do every single week. And we'd like to have you here building that musical community brick by brick by piece by piece by six by nine. Do it all. Because you need to lay on top of each other, do 69s, and we need to pile bricks on top of each other like a, like a wall. Six, a wall, okay, you know, 69 wall, how funny, anyways. <laughs> I was doing the Macarena while you were brick by bricking, so it, yeah, it works. I'm sure they get it. And I can't wait to tell a whole bunch of really shitty, stupid, not funny 69 jokes as we go along. Reminder that we are indeed in our 30s. <laughs> But yes, well, welcome to the podcast. And if you want to help us build this musical community, because obviously we're just mature enough to have it, then by all means, you can do that in many different ways that are free and easy to do. Like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow. All of those things help build the musical community that we are trying to build. We want you to be a part of it. And it helps in every single way because it gets more eyes, ears, nose, and body parts on the product. And that's what we're looking for. Are we doing the 69 thing again? <laughs> We're going to keep doing it because it's just a special themed episode this week. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, this is the one episode where I'll say uh, whatever body part you want to use is up to you. This is the only episode, so use this wisely and use it to your own discretion. <laughs> oh my gosh. Personal choice. But today, uh, unlike talking about 69 and penises all day and everything like that, and I mean, if you want to make a pussy joke, I'm wearing a cat shirt, so there you go. That just that kind of just goes on to it, too. Uh, video viewers will understand that. Audio viewers, I have to explain it. Oh, it I is wish- a request episode today that we're doing here on Rate the Record Podcast. We haven't done a request in a little, a few episodes, but hey, yeah. we got another one just like we said we would, and it's Will Wood and the Normal Album. That is literally yes. the name. Straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yes, I. Uh, uh, th- this one is a little bit, a uh, little different than our normal requests. It is not a formal request, but it is a request from my stepdaughter. So she had passively asked me, "Oh, you should do this," and then I passively mentioned that to Chris and. Here we are. And I didn't initially plan to have this on episode 69, so now it's making all these jokes feel very awkward. Oh, that that's okay. That's okay. Uh, when they're when they're 18, they'll be able to listen. So. Oh, God, you just incriminated me because they're not 18. This is even worse. 
Um, actually, so when this episode, like when you're listening to this episode, um, uh, they'll, they'll be 16 about a couple days later. Why do you just <laughs> bury me further? Listen, because, they're not, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to still crack these jokes and just tell them they're not allowed to listen for two more years. Um, if, if anything like make, makes you feel better, um, nobody lists, nobody that I know listens to this, uh, because I beg them not to. So, yeah. But if she knows that we're going to do this, then I mean, yeah. like she's going to want to peek and you can't stop her forever. Oh, it's okay. She's out of the family. It's fine. Uh, but still, I mean, <laughs> the part being under 18 anyways, getting past that point. Cause now I just feel weird about things. <laughs> Good. If you've been here before, you know that we don't often deal with the underage things because we don't, we don't, that's not part of our demographic, man. We're like an 18 plus show, but I guess if you're watching and you're under 18, hi, uh, please get your parents permission. Let them know what you're watching at the very least. Drug, sex, and rock and roll disclaimer. But anyways, if you have been here before, you know exactly how dumb we can be with this kind of stuff. So, hey, welcome back. Glad that you thought we were not dumb enough or dumb enough that you actually enjoyed it i don't know but regardless you came back you enjoy what we do so hey it's great to have you back but if you are new here you have to deal with all this now hey welcome we hope you enjoy your stay uh, have a good time discuss albums with us and rank songs and rate records and everything like that it's a fun time if you don't know what we do here on the show i literally just kind of gave you a cole's notes of it but i'll kind of explain it a little further so each week savannah and i will choose an album uh completely random it could be completely random like our own choices whatever do all that kind of stuff. It could be a request album like we're doing today. It could even be an album celebrating an anniversary. We've done plenty of those. We'll, we have more on the list too. Regardless, we will take an album. We'll just we'll choose the album. We'll discuss it at length from front to back. We rank the songs and then we rate, rate the, the sixty-nine. Oh, God damn it. I thought we were actually together on this one. You yeah. know, like a 69. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's teamwork right there. <laughs> Oh, oh, and we did not plan that. <laughs> I'm worried, I just lift up my knee real quick and just slap it. That's a knee slapper. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, well, I think today's only fitting if uh, today's album actually gets a 69 rating. <laughs> and his name's Will Wood. <laughs> just piece that together right now. Woody. Yeah, this is the most mature podcast I think we're ever going to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, if we can only just make it all the way to episode 420, that's all we need at this point. We're not doing Bob Marley, please. I that's you know how we're probably not even gonna be alive for 420. Okay, I mean, like we're not even at 100 yet. We've been doing this for almost two years. Okay, good. Thank you. With that said, we've talked all about a lot of music, but we got to talk about more. And so Savannah's going to tell us a little bit about Mr. Will Wood and the Normal album. Uh, saying a little bit is an understatement. Um, I've actually not heard of Will Wood before this request. So uh, if I'm missing anything, please include it in the comments. I am very curious to find more out about him. This is but... by Wikipedia. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Will Wood is a singer songwriter, composer, filmmaker, and comedian from New Jersey. He has composed music for the music podcast Camp Here and There and is the co host of comedy podcast Life in the World to Come. Will Wood has released four studio albums since 19, or 2015, including the album at hand today, the normal album released in 2020. Wood started releasing music with his band The Tapeworms in 2015, resulting in two albums, 
In 2019, he started a crowdfunding campaign for the Normal album, which met its goal in one day, raising over $27,000. The Normal album was released on July July 10th, 2020, under Say 10 Records, and was produced by Jonathan Maisto or Maisto. Singles include Love Me Normally, La, Pl- La Place or La Place. Okay, these song titles are wacky. So apologies if I do not pronounce them correctly at all. La Place's Angel brackets hurt people, hurt people, end bracket. And well, better than the alternative. Jordan Bloom of Pop Matters wrote that this album explores themes of normality, identity, morality, and other psychological traits. I couldn't find many professional reviews of this album, only fan or listener reviews. But to be honest, I was really solely just looking for reviews from all music. Uh, according to <laughs> according to a blog post, after the release of 2023's In Case I Die, he would begin an I, indefinite break or possibly retire from his music career. Well, considering how ambitious today's album is, which we'll get into, I mean, if, if I don't, I haven't heard any of his other music. So if it's as ambitious as this, yeah. then chances are I can see why he would retire so young. Yeah, uh, I would say either burnout or just leaving on a high note. So he needs time to just sit back, relax, and have a good 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something along the lines of that. I don't know what he does in the spare time. He probably 69s. You know what? The hell knows. We should have done a, what? what's his face? Takashi 69. Should have done him. Oh, I, I would much rather not. Well, just because he's got 69 tattooed all over him. So. Yeah, but then I just, I'd just be like miserable the entire time. It's like, I don't <laughs> want to do this. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alrighty then, yeah, uh, so that is a little bit about Will Wood and the album, so we should actually start talking about the album more in depth like we usually do, so let's dive yes. into it. Oh god, you're not even lying about some of these song titles. Oh so, my, right? So here's the thing, uh, especially going towards the end of the podcast, especially for video viewers, uh, when it comes to the end, I'm going to short form every single title, but when I read them right now for each song, I'm going to read the entire thing. Good so luck. song number one, Suburbia Overture, Greetings from Marybelle Township, Vampire Culture, Love Me Normally. Uh, yeah. Woo. That's three in one. My goodness. <laughs> so starting to listen to this, this is just not what I thought this was going to sound like. Uh, I'm okay with it because it's, to me, it's something new, something I haven't really heard before. Um, but the I didn't look into the lyrics but it kind of feels like one of those songs that was made from reading a dictionary where you just sort of spit whatever rhymes, whatever sort of makes sense. And that's not to discredit the lyrics themselves. Uh, I just didn't look into them. That is not something that we do, but that's just the vibe that I got. Yeah. And I, I guess that's kind of a note going forward again, to those who don't know, we don't really do lyrical analysis every once in a while. We pull up something and talk about it a little bit, but we yeah. don't like break lyrics down and going through this album. You can, there's definitely a lot to unravel with the lyrics. It's very much a, a whole fucking storybook going on in this album. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately we don't do the, the breakdowns, and everything like that. So if we're missing things, missing context or whatever, you know why, uh, sorry, yeah. not sorry. It's just something we've always kind of, had the rule for 
Yes. If you want us to, uh, you know, uh, go ahead and break down lyrics, make this our full-time job and support us over on Kofi, huh? I didn't say that at the beginning. <laughs> Kofi.com slash rate the record. Go ahead and support us. For RTR Perfect. Do it. Perfect interjection. And, I mean, you, you could donate a dollar, two dollars, or 69, whatever you'd like. $69. If, if you're watching this episode and you like it enough, donate $69 to us over on Kofi.com slash rate the record. Hell yeah. We will shout you out 6.9 times. And donate it 420 times. <laughs> Perfect. I swear to God, we're not drunk yet. No, not yet, but soon. Uh, so right off the bat, I had to my first idea was that like I haven't heard like a doo-wop style album since we did California by Mr. Bungle. Oh my God, right? All the way back Dude. on episode seven. Oh my God, that was last summer. Holy crap. That was literally season one. Yeah. Oh God, that was... Two summers ago, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that was like that was like September 2021. <laughs> my life is flashing before my eyes. This podcast is just going to completely <laughs> like be the span of your life. Like people have home movies, you have the Rate the Record podcast, <laughs> right? Um, kind of a blanket statement over the entire album at the very least. Uh, great production all around. There's a good full sound like every song, no matter what seems to be going on. So it has that. Everything sounds great too. So there's not a lot of complaints coming out of that, and just. It comes out clean and presentable. So, I mean, it's very, uh, can I say aesthetically pleasing on the ears? It's, I guess that makes sense. Yes. A hundred percent. I'm just scrolling down to the song that I had mentioned the production because I a hundred percent agree. Um, it sounds super nice. The whole album, nothing sounds too far away or too quiet. It's spaced nicely. And the background sounds and layers, they're not competing with each other. It's you hear everything. And I love that. I, I, I will say that there are times on the album with th- some things sound a little far away, like a little more oh, yeah. buried in the mix. And like I tried to like justify in my head, like maybe this is why and you, you want to give more attention to this because this is happening. But just, yeah. I don't know, some things I felt like could have been turned up a little more, but not, not all the time, but that's just okay. me. Fair. Um, so I have one long note for this one and it's because it's like, again, this is three songs in one. So I'm just kind of, I'm going to read it like right off. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so starting off with the first one, greetings. Fun little number to get everything kicked off. The doo-wop composition serves the lyrics well, since they're talking about like suburbia and it's usually paired with those retro and old-fashioned views. Again, it works as a good satire. Actually, I don't think we've mentioned... Did we mention this is a satirical album yet? Because No. Pretty much what it is in the no. end. Uh, then the second part, vampire culture, is a very energetic pickup that kind of turns the entire tune on its head. Uh, really gives us like musical and theatrical type of feel to the entire song, so it's pretty cool. He could have a million influences, he being Will Wood, um, but this feels like it has, like, Patton in it for sure. Like, it has to. Like, I, a lot of this album kind of felt, like, bungly to me, you know? Oh, yeah? Maybe maybe it, not, though. Maybe I just find Mike Patton in everything I listen to. Do you Did you find that you enjoyed it once you kind of made that connection? You're like, okay, I can get behind this because it's more familiar to something you like already. Uh, yes and no. Yes, because it's like, okay, I, I, I know this kind of sounds so, yeah, like I, maybe it's a little easier to listen to. But I'll say no, because I could have given that exact same idea to Psychotic Symphony when we listened to them. Ah, uh, yes. Because I, I was like, wow, this sounds like Bungle's first album just completely redone years later type thing. So, I mean, like. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's see here. And finally, uh, for, uh, love me normally, just a brief little end to the song. There's not a whole lot to it. It suddenly pulls the energy back and gives like a lot of soft piano with the passion vocals. It sounds fine. Uh, it's just a, a little off from the intensity of the first two thirds of the track, but maybe that's the point again, lyrical context, not exactly there. Um, 
I I agree. Um, I have uh, just some sort of, I guess, surface level notes to this. Um, <clears throat> there are definitely many layers to this, and it's not even just like musically, but it felt like thematically that it was just sort of like, it, it kind of felt like musical theater to me. And that is sort of the case in my thoughts going forward. There are a lot of songs that I can imagine either seeing on stage or seeing in like... <sighs> There, there's one song that reminds me of Aladdin. Don't remember which one it is, but you know where uh, where Aladdin turns into the prince and then they have that whole parade with the elephant and everything. Uh, the Prince Ali song, I, yeah, yeah. I can see a couple of these songs being placed to that imagery and it seems to fit. Um, I really like the, uh, I guess the, the part that starts around three minutes, I guess that would be the uh, the second third of the song. The I really like- culture. I really like the music uh, for that one. That really got my attention. Uh, this song reminds me if they had released a song about depression in the 50s, uh, which would never have happened. It didn't and, exist back then. Even the record <laughs> says that. It's new. And uh, and at the, I believe it's the end, or maybe it is during that second, third, uh, the vocals are pretty menacing and they remind me of My Chemical Romance. And I, I like it. Well, kind of the um, the Black Parade sort of uh, uh, concept album idea uh, just kind of reminds me of that. Um, and it did not feel six minutes long. Uh, the ideas and sounds changed up enough that before I knew it, the song was over. And I was like, holy shit, like it caught my attention for six minutes. That never happens. So we're starting off strong. Yeah, this is one of those uh, rare instances, too, where it's like you have multiple songs in one. And I won't sit here and say like, oh, they should all be like individual tracks and everything yeah. like that. Because if they were, um, I feel like each song, like it's not that one's bad or one's good or anything like that, but just I feel like the overall score for this one is a good kind of encompassing idea of what the song is like versus like if I had to score uh, the greetings from the township, then vampire culture, like they're going to have two very different scores and everything like that. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's this, this one actually works. So I appreciate this one. And I mean, like this has happened before too. Like we've off the top of my head, I can think of tripping Daisy where like they had like a lot of those like split songs. Okay. Yes. I saw your I face. Think, of, you're just thinking like, like, where are you, are you going with this? Say? Yeah. I think they had, they had one on that album. Yeah. Really? I thought they had like a couple of them. Yeah. It was uh can a man market and our drive to the sun is uh one of the split one. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I believe I give that one a good score. Yeah, it's a good song. All right, let's move on to. Uh, well, I have no idea how to pronounce this. So, okay, I didn't bother looking it up because I thought it would be funny to watch us struggle. Well, I'll tell you how it looks, how it's spelled. So there's three number twos to and Toy Tweer. Yeah, which uh, that's uh, but it calls me two second two night two tier. But I'm just gonna call it uh, second night. That's all I'm gonna call it. Yeah. Like yeah. I, if Brackets, you really, that was fun. Goodbye. Yeah, in parentheses, <laughs> that was fun. Goodbye. Sa yeah, says yeah. me after trying to pronounce that fucking title. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. There's quite a an energetic mix of uh, different styles in this track, but then that's kind of uh, something I wrote before I fully listened to the album completely and like all taking it all in, because turns out the rest of the album's like that too. So I mean, like. But it's a good way. It's a kind of a good point to uh, to bring out this early in the album, anyways, just because, again, 
if you're expecting this a lot going forward, I'm just pointing out now, well, good news, this keeps happening later. It's like a very poppy, new wave, ska type of track. That's kind of the best way to put it. And as soon as I heard this kind of the ska idea in this song, I just thought about how much you probably were loving it. <laughs> so I started listening to it and I was like, oh my God. But it kind of, it was bouncier than normal, I guess. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, there is a song near the end of the album that sort of revisits the ska idea. I'm glad that it really only appears in two out of 10 songs. Um, but I mean, if it was three, I would have, I would, I would have quit immediately. I'm also thinking maybe it's a very poppy version of like post-punk music too. Cause post-punk is kind of like new wave as well. Yeah. There's different elements of stuff in post-punk, but like, so I don't know. There's, there's a, like a, a lot of different things it could be, but yeah, there's just a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I, I do like uh, with even looking past the scoffing, which here wasn't that bad. Like I listened to the song multiple times. Um, I like how it keeps up the energy the whole time. And before I knew it, I like literally had lost myself in this song and I had to replay it over and over to actually try and review it. And there are there have been multiple songs during the duration of this podcast that I have to like I I have a task at hand. I have to review the song, but I get so lost in it that when it ends, I'm like, oh shit, I was supposed to write something down. <laughs> like, oh God. So I mean, I feel like that's that's a good thing that I'm not sitting there picking it apart and critiquing it. I'm actually enjoying it for what it is. So I I was pleasantly surprised and pleased that it had come so early in the album. Yeah, and it, it- kind of just picks up like the energy right for the first song too so it works a lot better for that as well although i uh, not really a spoiler but kind of going forward to the album like there's not really a slowdown at all in this album i mentioned that it I, is like a, a couple of times yeah it's like a fucking runaway freight train of yeah. just like hyper energy <laughs> right? with a dog at the helm where it's just like they have no idea how to slow it down they're just they're just going that's you, it. You've you've given a, a six year old a bunch of pasty sticks and Mountain Dew, <laughs> and like that's all they've had all day, and that they're still having now. <laughs> that's kind of what this album feels like more often than not. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, this song, uh, in particular, I think it's it's going to end up carving a place on my day to day playlist. Um, I I like this one, and I am pleasantly surprised so far. Uh, these song titles are going to fucking kill me because I'm never going to remember what song is what unless they literally say it because some of these are just. <sighs> and I don't hear him wild. saying twek and twite tweer at any point. So, <laughs> right. I heard that was fun. Goodbye. So at least there's a little bit of an indication. Yeah, I guess. But so. <laughs> uh, my my last my last couple points for this is the I really like the horns pushing along the melody. Um, I like the piano. It feels like I'm at a piano bar, uh, which I've been to before. And that was a riot. That was fun. Uh, I would like to see this song being, or pretty much this whole album uh, played live. I think that would be, <laughs> would. Um, I think That's that- That's a today. It, it, it is. I, I need to grab on to these opportunities while they present themselves. Um, I think seeing this live- uh, would be pretty interesting just with all the layers and all the instruments in it. I'd like to see how big the group is on stage to pull this off. 
Yeah, I guess that would be pretty interesting. Although, like, he played a lot of the album himself when I looked on Wikipedia at the very least. Like, he has other musicians as like yeah. also, but he played a huge part in just doing like kind of like everything at some point. So, mm-hmm. I, I I just imagine that he's like one of those musicians who has like the five instruments piled on top of him. He's just kind of like stomping <laughs> around the stage. Yeah. But like because the music's so hyper, he has to like practically jog around the stage just to get everything done. And two songs in, he collapsed from like heat stroke. <laughs> I, I I I don't know why this stroke. image. I don't. I don't know why this image pops into my head, but when you say about like wearing like five instruments, I just imagine Weird Al playing the accordion, like tapping a, a box and singing another one rides the bus. I'm like, oh. I, I would I would probably pay to see someone at like a huge festival like Coachella or something. Just one person there just doing all of this. Uh, that'd be that'd be a good, uh, good use of my money for sure. Um, I do have a couple more notes, but I, I, I gotta I gotta get this off my head real quick. So I was, right. as you were talking, I was looking at the song and I was like, I have another sixty nine idea. <laughs> so uh, there, there's the number two appears three times. So two plus two plus two is six. There are three number twos. That's nine sixty nine, baby. <laughs> this is working well. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, man, you were reaching, <laughs> reaching around. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not done yet. This is only the beginning of the podcast. That was fun. We're Goodbye. Two tracks in. <laughs> uh, I will say the vocal work is indeed impressive. Uh, it's just kind of all over the place. Uh, and but on point, though. So at the very least, it has that going for it. Like, and the thing is, that's another blanket statement. The vocals are great all over the album. This guy. just Yes. He knows how to fucking belt. And it, he's man. up like, and down and everything. He's everywhere. Oh, he's wow. got the very like kind of chaotic, almost flamboyant, just like all over the place style of vocals. And yeah, I think it's really impressive. Like really good stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also like guitar work that happens a little quieter in, in the background. I think it's great. It's a fun little layer to add to like this very hyper pace of music. So you know what? There's just a lot of good things going on. I enjoy it. I agree. Very good. Uh, I have no more 69 jokes for that song, so we can move on. So song number three, and I'm just going to pronounce it how I think it's pronounced. Laplace's Angel. Hurt people? Hurt people. Yeah, hurt people. Um, my first note for this is I really hope the presence of horns doesn't wear me out before the album ends. Um, it's just another one after another one and another one and another one and another one. <laughs> And uh, so track three, that's how I feel. We'll see how I feel by the time we hit track nine, track 10. Um, This song feels like I'm on vacation. Um, I don't really know what I was thinking when I wrote that, but Uh, my next note- There's a marimba in the song, probably. That made made it feel tropical. My next note says, sounds like a marimba back in there. So that might be why. So it feels like I'm like on a cruise or I'm on a beach. And you know what? It is better than being in snowy Canada in February, so or March. Whatever. Yeah, we, we went a whole better. month and a half into 2023 with barely any snow, and now it's just all piling on. Ugh. Granted, we're again we're in southern Ontario, so I know the rest of other places in Canada have gotten absolutely destroyed. Oh Ottawa gosh, was covered yes. when I went there not too long ago. Dang. But I mean, like here, we, we're finally getting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're just on a you're on a tropical beach, enjoying a, a drink out of a coconut, and the sand fleas are biting your feet. Ew, is that a thing? Sand fleas, yes. Yeah. Oh, gross. Almost every I've beach not, has them. I, I don't go to the, the beach often, and when I do, I sit on a dock just because this, 
I don't like sand sticking to my skin, but like, ew, that's disgusting. Now I'm never going to do that. It's not like an all the time thing, but most beaches have sand fleas. Uh, Gross. I've never heard of that. They're not like actual fleas where you're going to need a special shampoo and shit to get it off. It's like they just kind of do the thing and then they fuck off. Ew, 34 years. Never heard that term before. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. But anyways, um, <laughs> as always, as I always point out in like all these reviews and everything like that, if I hear good work on the tom drums, I'll point it out. This one had it. I liked it. Very much enjoyed it. It was at nice. various points of the track, so there's a lot to kind of pick up on there. Uh, I like how there's still like a good amount of energy kind of going through. It's a little more subdued than the previous track. Um, it has a good pacing overall. It's a good placement on the album, keeping it consistent while still sounding a little different, but it's kind of getting to that point where we're just like, okay, we're going to need a settle down point soon at the very mm. least. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's just see if I write that down for the next track. Uh, for this one, uh, I noticed that there are a few instances of like some, I don't really know how else to describe it. So I just sort of say like vocal swings where you're singing, you kind of swing up or you swing down. And I hear a couple of those and they sound fantastic. They match the song. They meet the criteria. I really like that. Uh, although the first track really did sort of prepare me for what his voice can do. So it wasn't too surprising, but it was pleasing and welcomed. And I really like how everything harmonious works harmoniously together. And there are just so many instruments and sounds coming in and out. And so sometimes you'll you'll hear one thing and then it fades out and something else will come in. And it's just sort of like, like this whole lineup of people with different instruments, uh, like auditioning for the album, walking into the room, playing something and then leaving. And I, I find that... Um, nice but the idea of writing that and producing that is like overwhelming for me to think about i'm like there's just there's just so much but it doesn't sound like too much which i think is like a perfect place to be i i agree yes (laughs) (laughs) it's just i i want to have more to say about it but it's, it's because like again like you and I have never heard of this. And so yeah. whenever I go into these albums or like, even if you choose one that I'm not entirely familiar with, it's, it's hard for me to like, and you can agree to this. That's hard to like, remember certain points and placements of things. Yes. Cause you have to like have heard the song over and over and over again to really recall it from the song title. But if you can't, then you're like, fuck, like I don't even remember at what part of this song I was talking about. So you say your review and you're like, I hope someone understands. <laughs> I hope I'm making some sort of point. <laughs> right? Well, I guess on that note, before I stumble over too many of my words and not knowing what the hell I'm talking about, we'll move on to song number four. I, me, myself. And the first thing I thought was I, me, my by the Beatles. Ah, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Damn good song. Um, I didn't expect the electric guitar spot. Definitely welcomed. Um, Kind of caught me off guard. It wasn't really... Electric guitar hasn't really been prominent up until now. So like maybe it's in there, but not really spotlight. So hearing that, that was cool. I have a negative for this one. Um, The vocals are starting to paint every song with a very similar brush in the way that it's all fast talking, quirky lyrics set with different music. Yeah, as I've mentioned, like he just has a storybook of lyrics for like every Mm -hmm. song. It's just like... You don't, you know, there are, there is such thing as like, you know, 
lyrical like phrase spacing and ly- lyrical spacing you can do this you could stretch out words if you want to and just like yeah it's not a very singable album like mm-hmm. you would you would have to be a pretty like big fan and have heard this like a n- number of times to yeah. even start to catch on like i don't know how long it would take me to catch on to something like this but, like maybe i'm too old i don't know but the idea is just like uh yeah yeah, it can be a little exhausting. And I say that a little later in the album, too. Uh, yeah, this is where I also made that note of, like, it could have used a bit of a come down on this track. Because uh, yeah. especially because, like, that doo-wop style is getting a little tiresome at this point. Like, yeah. four straight songs of it. and cons- Listening to the first song and maybe even the second, like, you have this idea of, like, an album that anything could happen at this point. It's just like, okay, we're we're kind of stepping into, like, this weird chaotic territory. Yeah. But it's all kind of based around the same thing. And, I mean... That might sound a little hypocritical to say because we've done albums that kind of done this exact same thing and I might have said better things. But I don't know. The doo-wop style, you, I, maybe it's just me, but you just it can't be overused too much. Like you gotta got to play it lightly, but keep being poppy, keep, keep being weird, do different things. But it, it just, I don't know, everything kept being based around that particular style. So got a little tiresome. I definitely agree. I don't believe that I mentioned it in this song, but... Uh... Definitely mentioned it at least two more times coming up um, for this one in particular. The piano saxophone solo is definitely giving piano bar. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that at least one more time going forward. Are you talking um, about like a saloon, like a um, piano bar? So I went to one when I was in North Carolina and it was just like this regular bar, but it had a piano at the front and it was just like you'd write down requests and the guy would just play those songs on piano. And he was like the main focus. So everyone's sitting in their chairs, facing him and interacting with him and stuff like that. So it was really cool. And I went to one in Myrtle Beach as well. So I don't know if it's more prominent sort of in the southern states, uh, but they're really fun to go to. And uh, that's kind of what this reminds me of, except for this song. It's giving piano bar, but this time it's in an Archie comic because I'm definitely placing it sort of on the beach where you're seeing those uh, those women in their, uh, I guess, uh, as modest as they come bikinis doing the twist and, you know, muscle men holding the ladies with their biceps and stuff like that. And I bet this guy has a pompadour from this song. That's how I feel. Yeah, and his girlfriend has like blonde curls and like the big sunglasses, the big yes. huge red tips and everything yes, like that. Exactly, the red giant lips. polka dot hat. Yep, yeah. She's a, got a polka, polka dot bikini, but it's like it's one of those ones with like a thick bar where the cups are, and then yeah, like and it the, goes like past Laura, your belly button yeah, up to your rib cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was giving me Archie comic. Exactly, hundred percent. But the song was starting to feel long after a while, so it kind of like nearly five that, minutes. Yeah, that nice image was kind of scratched out by. Okay, we done yet? Like even the six minute song, I was like, okay, this is fine, but this one kind of felt like it dragged a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still fun sounding overall. I mean, mm-hmm. and I guess that's the important part at this point. Which, I, I, although I just said it does get some tiresome, at least it's not like boring at the very yes. least. So it oh, has that going for not it. Boring. Yeah, still fun, still fun sounding overall. Just kind of hoping for a bit of a change of at some point though, because I mean. We're nearly at the halfway point of the album already, and it's like, but still, like, it feels just like the same consistent energy all the way through. It's like you need something to change up just a bit, just a bit. It's kind of like an accent wall. Like all of your walls can be red, but you need that one like silver wall. You know, like you need something. Yeah. I I am so on board with what you're saying. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That means I'm doing my job well. 
Yeah. <laughs> 69. <laughs> we went far too long without a joke. So I had to. I was trying to work one in somewhere, but I wanted to wait for the appropriate time. You literally just said it. It's not even a joke at this point. It's a statement. You heard it here I first mean, on Rate the Record, 69. <laughs> I mean business. <laughs> just, on your, just on your tombstone, it's going to be like 69 in a quote, and that's all it's going to be. It's, it's going to say people like, really? That's, yeah, that's but, your last dying words to the world is 69? But in like that gothic font. Yeah, but it's also just the numbers. It's not even the word. And that's it. No name, no birthday, no death uh, date, no nothing, just 69. That's it. And of- everyone in the future will wonder who is this mysterious uh, body in the plot just as 69, but I'm plot 68 just to screw with them. Yeah. But then you have all like all these like teenagers and trolls and everything like that, that come up and get photos with your grave because it's grave. Yeah. 69. Yeah. Doing that like Adidas tracksuit squat right in front of what it. if people actually 69 on your grave ew ew no no yeah hey you can't no. stop it you're dead no no i'm gonna put those bird spikes on my plot so they can hey maybe there's freaks out there you never know people like usually hang themselves by chains out of their fucking backs okay people lay on spikes oh my god fair fair well it's better than the alternative which is literally nothing else. That was just my best transition to song number five. Well, better than the alternative. That was really good. I I never really uh, <laughs> I never really compliment you ever, but that was pretty good. good Every job. once in a while, I get a really good transition that even you're <laughs> impressed by. But like, my batting average isn't that great. But that time I hit it. <laughs> this sounds like it could be a weird owl original. I. I say that a little later on, but not about Weird Al. Another kind of comedic artist, kind of like in that realm of like comedy type music, though. Interesting. Um, I do say that uh, this is something of a come down, I guess, but it's still pretty quick pace. So I don't know. It's not as energetic as the other ones, but we're still there. I mean, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The chorus is catchy. I mean, there, there's a plus. Um, I do like the drums in this one. I feel like it's mixed nicely enough that I can literally imagine what's being played as I hear it. Like I've heard some of the, uh, I guess, what, what is it? The rim on the snare sort of being hit or the direction of the rolls down the set. And it's just, it's, it really puts me, oh, I'm hitting everything with my, uh, exaggerated hand movements. That's going to come out well in the editing. Oh, I cannot wait as if I haven't done it every single episode up until now, which is episode 69. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I really like how it's been produced. Um, I could probably just talk about that forever and praise it forever. Um, but uh, but yeah, I really like the slide guitar here and the lack of prominent piano, finally. Um for me, at the very least, there wasn't much that really stuck out to me about this song. And it's that's saying a lot, considering there's still a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But it gets to the point when there's a lot going on through the entire album that, like, something like special has to happen to keep my attention after a while. Because other than that, it all just kind of bleeds together as one big cacophony of, like, yeah, Tom Fuckery or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Tom 69ery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I do like the use of like bit crush drum loop through the entire verses though. So that kind of gave me something a little different. So that's cool. Um, it's yeah, it's just cool to have like this different type of sound to drive the beat a little bit. So that's cool. Um, yeah, again, not a lot just stuck out to me. I appreciate the energy and the enthusiasm of the performance, but I mean like, uh, 
the luster of the first few tracks kind of started wearing off by now. Uh, yes, I, I don't have I don't have anything else to say that isn't related directly to the production. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean, did you already say all your production notes then? Um, the background atmospheric talking, etc., that um, starts the track, ends the track and kind of makes its appearance in the middle. Um, I swear to God, when it was ending, I had to mute the song because I thought someone was talking in the same house or same room as me. Um, but it was just a very good um, bass filled stereo sound. And I really liked it because when I paused it, everything like it just it completely killed all that full full sound, that fullness, because I'm just listening to an empty room. But when I put it back on, I felt like I was just like placed right back into the song. And I appreciated that. So I actually want to look up this producer, see if he's done anything else or if it's just one of those one off, you know, uh, amateur producer guys, uh, because I seeing how he, only his name. You muted me. No, I didn't. Uh, my thing was on mute. I literally hit mute on my own uh, oh. mic here just oh. so I could uh, make a noise real quick. Oh, okay. Never mind. Me. I was looking at the wrong one. Anyways, we're just going to yes, cut yes, that you out. Were. We're going <laughs> to cut that out. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, just in case he's like an amateur guy or or whatever, um, with his only, only his name listed as producer, I can imagine he was in control of most of this, and I really like it. So good on you, Jonathan. Last name. All right. Glad that's his last name. <laughs> yes. It's okay. We're not all in the ball. We all get smarter as we age or do. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Also, um, with, with this Zoom call, normally my screen's on the bottom for me. So that's why I'm looking going, he muted. No, I changed it. So my be. <laughs> you brought that back up and I, I was supposed to cut silly. that out. Yeah. No, that's okay. You can keep it in. It's a. Uh, Mentioning, mentioning being, being smart. And I feel silly. So let's move on. Okay. Yeah. If, well, if you feel silly or stupid, then I have to keep it. And it's kind of yeah, like an obligation uh, at this point. That's fine. It humbles me. So it's fine. You're at the mercy of the editor. This show should humble you just because like your musical tastes aren't as good as mine. That's why I don't watch this show after we record it. I know that 90% of the stuff I say is ridiculous or embarrassing. So I'm like, we're just going to throw that to the universe and we're going to walk away. It's like setting the house on fire and never coming back. That's why one day I want someone to quiz us on all of our past episodes. Oh my God. And just so I can like school you because like I'm obviously intimately familiar since I edit oh, everything. Yeah. yeah. Like I even tried the other day, just in my own head thinking the exact order of every single episode up to like episode 67. I think it was, there's only a couple I got wrong. Um, five, a, Nirvana, 5B, Red Hot Chili Peppers, or vice versa. I don't remember, but I remember that. That's it. <laughs> what about the albums that you were really excited to do? What about Kevin Gilbert? I don't know what episode that was, but... Uh, what about Psychotic Symphony? I, I know that my background looked like this while I did it, so I can tell you that much. Can't even remember your own favorite episode numbers. No. No, well, you'll I always remember I, episode 69, though. I don't even remember my parents' names. So, yeah. Exactly. Mom and dad. That's about it. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, let's move on to song number six. So close to nine. Outliers in... Okay, there's two Ps in hypocrites here. <laughs> Outliers and hypocrites. A fun fact about apples. Ooh, how random. How fucking 2000s edgelord fucking random this is. <laughs> Roar and triple X and that. Oh, Penguin of doom to lulzors. Oh, oh my God. So my first note about the song is finally mimicking what you've been saying for the last couple tracks. Starts nice and calmly, and I thought maybe we'd get a breather. No breather, more ska-like horns. Here it comes again. <laughs> and I'm I'm starting to get a little weary of the horns now. It's like the difference between seeing family at holiday functions and having to be around them every day all the time. It's too much. I, I knew it would start grating on you after a while. Oh my years. god, yeah. Which it's is like weird. almost every track. Which is weird because there have been albums when you really dig the horns a lot, but then like there's other albums where the horn comes here. It's like, I'm kind of tired of this. Yeah, I was getting tired of this. It, it might just be the whole, like you said, the whole repetitive doo-wop thing where I'm just like, I just want maybe if track, say track four had it, track seven had it, but five and six gave me a little bit of a breather. I feel like I'm not getting too much of a breather. So by the time I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, God, they're back again. God damn it. It's like getting rid of bed bugs. Yeah, they just keep coming back if you're a <laughs> dirty freak. I don't know. You don't, it just, it can happen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Living in a shitty apartment, neighbors. Yeah. But it's like you try and get rid of them and then you're like, oh, thank they're gone. And then you see one, you're like, I swear to God. And that's how I feel about horns on this album. Uh, that was me with cockroaches in the apartment that <laughs> I was in because our neighbor down the hall decided to uh, keep their garbage bags in the room for a while. So... Then one day Gross. in the bathroom, brushing my teeth and a little cockroach crawls across the bathtub and immediately Ew. me and my friend searched the rest of the apartment because we're like, is this something that we did? But no, it was our, yeah. our neighbors and everyone on the floor was complaining about it. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Good times. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the song, though, which is, has nothing to do with cockroaches. <laughs> um, yeah, you get this like gentle start at the beginning, which is nice. I'm like, oh, we do have a change up. Yes. No, we jump right back onto the hyper train all over again, like in a very short amount of time. I do like the way it sounds, but then again, like you do need to settle down at some point, which we don't really get. I think we get like one song towards the end that kind of gives you that, but not probably a whole the lot. last song, and that's it. <laughs> I think so, yeah. If I remember correctly, uh, yeah. this song has a pretty good uh, nylon guitar in it, though. So it, that's a good addition uh, addition to the track. Uh, it's interesting to hear that on such a manic composition. So it's nice to have that very what's generally considered a very calm instrument to be in this very like hyperactive song uh i this is what i assume music coming out of san diego california sounds like where it's close enough to the mexican border but still in california so you still kind of get that ska socal sound because with that nylon guitar it just kind of reminds me of like a mariachi band or some sort of like just the typical mexican music you'd hear on tv you know and like i don't hate it um i just it was okay i guess but i do stand behind the musical theater comment i made earlier <laughs> well that, that was one of the first notes i made in the very first song how it's like got that musical or theater type style yeah um 
Something else I should point out because we haven't made a 69 joke in a while. This song has two P's in it, so if you flip one of them over, it looks like they're doing the sex number. <laughs> uh, the only note I have left, these are just going to be Easter eggs for the entire episode at this point. And that's point. it, yeah. How many 69 jokes did you spot in the episode? Take a Comment shot below. for everyone. <laughs> Comment below, but make sure you spell everything correctly. If you don't, we know you're drunk. And if you're under the age of 18, stop listening immediately, tell your parents yeah. and get them to ground you. Yeah, your parents are irresponsible. <laughs> this is this is rated R f- for return to your room, kids, and don't fucking listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, I just hope they're not listening to me now. <laughs> Who knows? They might be. Uh, so, yeah. I actually like the horn work in this one. This one, they were kind of... It wasn't, like, entirely different, but there was something a little different for this one yeah. just a lot more fun in a way i guess um so if you're going to keep the album consistent i mean that's kind of a great way to keep everything moving and lively i guess but i do why i see why it could be tiresome but i wasn't so much bothered by the horns it was only when the doo-wop sections kept coming back which towards the second half of the album didn't happen as much so yeah. i noticed that at the very least that's good um i Speaking of you not tiring of horns, I'm kind of tiring of the speaking interjections. Uh, It would be nice if it happened once, maybe twice, but by the end, I just didn't want to hear it anymore. I think maybe three or four times, maybe three times, it was just sort of in there. And just, I think, a couple songs that we've heard already and songs coming up have all that sort of break down talking to the listener thing and it's just sort of sometimes is effective but more than a couple of times it's like okay you're really just following a formula which in one of these songs coming up i definitely mention well I, again in like a very satirical album i guess it makes sense i guess yeah. to kind of do that kind of stuff because i don't want to say it's a comedy album but i mean like it, yeah it, you, you could probably get a good chuckle out of some of the lyrics and everything like that. So I didn't realize just, it was a satirical album. So, I mean, I feel like I, that I kind of like changes it, the perspective. Like not saying that every song is, but I mean, like it definitely has satirical takes on certain things or like certain points of view. Yeah. Uh, f- at least again, from what I gather from looking at the lyrics that I did not write an analysis for. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'm way off touch. Maybe someone's going to school my shit in the comments. I don't know. Oh, I hope so. Please let us know more because we have never heard of Will Wood before or anything he's done. I'm actually really curious to to find out more from someone who knows far more than I do. Maybe the requester. Maybe your stepdaughter. Maybe you should communicate with her more before she hates you. No, she already hates me. Excellent. And that she hates you so much, she wanted you to cover this album on the that's show. Prob- that's probably why. She's like, yeah, I'd like to see her uh, pronounce that second track. <laughs> Loser. Uh, Savannah's <laughs> stepdaughter, if you're listening right now, can you please request a Bob Dylan album, please? Oh. That's not Blonde and Blonde, we already did that one. Please request Bob Dylan. Thank you. Yeah, until I get who's Bob Dylan, and then we high five. It doesn't matter. And that, that will be the bonding. Even if you don't know who Bob Dylan is, just request it anyways, and just know that it'll annoy Savannah. That's all you need to know. Oh, God. I, I don't like know you, is... but do me a solid. Thank, please and thank you. I feel like that will happen. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to turn your whole family against you. It's going to be fantastic. That's okay. I'll just die. <laughs> Uh, I was going to transition to the next song, but I can't. Uh, song You're number terrible. seven. One word, Black Box Warrior uh, and OK Ultra. In all capitals. 
Yeah, I was going to scream it, but again, it's too late when we're recording right now. Yeah. Oh, so just my first line is, didn't we already hear a song that sounds like this? My first line is when I kind of blanket statement the album again. We're seven songs through now, so it's a weird point to blanket statement something, but I'll read it verbatim. At this point, I can safely say this is an album you have to be in the mood for. We're seven yes. tracks and roughly 27 minutes for this album, and the sugar rush is still running. <laughs> Yes, it has not calmed down yet. Like, I don't feel like I could, like, get off of a long, hard day at work. Long, hard day. Hell yeah, 69, <laughs> baby. I, I, I can't get off a hard day at work and then, like, sit down all tired and just, oh, God, I just need to relax. And then put on this album. Yeah. Like, that's not saying that the album's bad. I'm not at all saying that. I'm just saying, like, you have to be in the mood for this. You can't just... It's kind of like when we've done Bungle in the past. I've already mentioned Bungle. Might as well do it again. It's kind of like when we've done that in the past. Like, you can't just put on their self-titled album out of nowhere. Like, if you're not in a great mood, you probably don't want to listen to that. So, I mean, like, you got to be in the mood for this one. Yes, I 100% agree. Um, I another, another note, parroting you over the last, what, five, six tracks. I am really wanting a slowdown right about now. Um the song isn't bad per se. It just feels like an amalgamation of the past five songs right down to the manic talking, which will always remind me of Nada Surf's song Popular, which is just happens to be the first one that I've heard. And it was released in like the mid 90s. So I would just assume that's the only Do one. Do I that even exists. know what that song is? Uh, Are you pulling up more 90s obscurity on me now? Maybe, but it had a music video, so I don't know how obscure it is. <laughs> Fun little side note fact here. If, to anyone who follows us on Instagram, I usually post memes every once in a while, and some of them have been directed towards Savannah picking 90s content. I have in my phone, where I do all the posting from, a lot more Savannah's 90 memes content, but I don't post them all at once because it would just be a flood. So I'm going to like kind of like drip, like water drip it into our feed every once in a while. I have more, and they're coming. And you're, and you're just going to do it every time I say something that qualifies it. And you're like, all right, I have a meme for this. I'm well, the day after that this right now. The day after this podcast comes out, I get the next one prepared to go. It's going to be that. God damn it. And I know that I've, I've referenced this particular song over and over. I think at least three other reviews. Um, just every time we get this sort of uh, consistent music with some talking song talking lyrics and i'm telling you a story by just talking right into your ear i'm like this just reminds me of that song and i don't know i don't know if that's the first one to do it if it's the first one that i know of but to me in my head it just kind of feels like a a ripoff of it um but like i said the, so many other songs just on this album just have that intimate talking and at a certain point i'm kind of like could you just like have one song that doesn't have it please that would be nice and then he tells you to go fuck yourself 69 style oh probably by just talking <laughs> over uh ska music and telling me to go fuck myself i, I thought of fuck yourself 69 style and i was like that wouldn't be 69 I'd just be a very curly six <laughs> stop imagining that <laughs> I'm not imagining you. I'm just imagining it in general. How like you really have to like curl down. Like your spine is liquid at that point. I'm just imagining Gumby. That's all. Yeah. I, don't even. I have a Gumby on my fucking shelf. Don't even make me. I forgot. Have I shown you that before? No, you haven't. You've mentioned it though. It's so 
big. That's what yeah, and I, I bet it's it's like bendable too, right? It sure is. Yeah, see? At some go. point, I'm going to have to pull it down just throw it on camera real quick. I'm, <laughs> I'm staring at it right now. Um, but yeah, with this song, Black Box Warrior, because we got way off topic there, uh, yes. there's like a light drum rolling in the verses. It kind of feels like a running train. How how coincidental. It feels like a fucking runaway freight train in this song, in this album. Wow, crazy. Uh, <laughs> It's definitely an old technique to use, but it's quite effective, especially on a track or album like this. So I can appreciate that. I kind of like that. Um, yeah, great uh, piano and guitar work in this song, too. I mean, it's pretty good all over the album. But like in this one, I noticed because there's portions where they either like play off each other or mirror each other. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So good work putting that all together. Really like it. So at least I'm still finding positives this far into the album where I'm just kind of like, OK, what else we have? Uh, I I picked up on this as this little minuscule thing. Um, there's one part where he's singing, and as he's singing, he kind of laughs and kind of chuckles to himself as he's singing. And I thought that was pretty endearing and like super cute to keep in. That like that was something that you know they they kept in, didn't re-record it. So I really like that. And uh, this album so far, if you haven't noticed by the titles or what we've said about the songs, pretty wacky and quirky, uh, but I am feeling a little fatigued. I'm still holding on hope that maybe it'll slow down a little bit. It's not until I hear albums like this do I realize the importance of those slower songs, because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear a ballad or I don't want to hear the slow song. But when it comes to the album and it's pacing, oh my God, it is like crucial because when it's missing, you really notice. It's kind of like listening to uh, Fortress by po- Protest the Hero. Uh, that whole album is like a nonstop like attack of like speed and sound. Yeah. Uh, I really love it. It's a fantastic album. But yeah, there's not really any breathing points on that album until you finally the record ends abruptly so i mean like yeah good luck with that what we'll cover it one day and you'll just go absolutely crazy probably it's great though it really is yeah all right we'll move on song number eight marcia thank you or thank you for the dialectics but i need you to leave because there's two k's in thank which is strange so i don't know because i have not seen the physical uh album or whatnot a part of me was thinking that some of these were spelling mistakes, but I wonder what the idea behind these quote spelling mistakes are. It it's there, maybe there's something in his fan base that would more understand that that maybe he's doing this for a reason. Maybe he's doing to troll people because in the song "Love Me Normally," it's like "Love Me Normally," not "Love Me yeah. Normally." Like the apostrophe is in the I mean the comma is in the wrong place. But but in the first track. It says, love me, comma, normally. And then the actual song, second from the last, is love, comma, me, normally. So those two are different. And I'm like, I wonder if they're actually spelling mistakes or if, I don't know, it's confusing. But yeah, maybe someone who knows more about it knows why. Um, I I just want to yell my first line um, because I did write it in all caps. I just want a relief from this energy. 
Yeah. Ah! It, 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 it's a little relentless at this point, but I mean, ah, yeah, I, I took solace in knowing that we're pretty close to the end at this point. So I, yeah, I didn't give up hope by now. <laughs> I didn't think too much into it. It's like, I didn't, I don't, again, I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad at all, but just, yeah, yeah it is nice to have those breathing points. Uh, but I, so I tried to kind of like buy myself back into the idea of this album. And so my very first note is I like the pacing in the verses a lot. Um, yeah. this, there's a syncopation on the guitar, uh, guitar and piano. I think this is a nice, really, uh, really cool touch. Just, I like the way it sounds pretty cool in the, the verse itself. Um, yeah. The bridge though is a good choice to throw in because it is indeed a slower pace. So you get that like good minute of like a much slower beat and everything like that. Really nice. Uh, the production still feels like full and spread out, even on the slower yeah. pace and everything. It feels more atmospheric in a way too. So I really like that part of the song. I was like, Oh my God, if I'm going to breathe, I better do it now. It's like you're drowning underwater and someone throws you a Capri Sun straw. I mean, just stick that above the water and take in as much air as you can. Cause that's all you're getting. The, uh, the image I got about, uh, about that is like you're running a marathon. And then once, you know, when you're running past everyone giving you cups of water, it's like, that's the relief you get. And it's only a little Dixie cup. You take a sip and you're like, okay, this is all I'm going to get for the next two and a half miles. And only even half of that gets in your mouth because <laughs> you're so nice. tired and out of breath Filling and delirious. It. You just throw it at your face and only like a little bit goes in your mouth. Yeah, and most and of it like, goes up your nose. <laughs> you're like, oh, sweet relief. And then you're parched again immediately after. Uh, I would so. say sweet relief with a question mark at the end. Sweet relief? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, there's there's so much about this song that I've already said about the other ones. It's just it's starting to feel like the same song. The omnipresent speaking is just sort of growing old. It's just, oh, my gosh. I don't know. It's I don't know, really know what else to say that I haven't already said about the seven songs before this one. Uh Especially with the, the the speaking portion, I I can tell you probably definitely talking about towards the end of the song as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that last minute where it's, I think it's like think kind it's of like referencing a therapy session. Something. Yeah, because yeah, you're you're flipping through people's pages, so you're uh, you're not even caring what you're saying right now. So see you next week. Yeah. Um, my first listen through, like I felt that it stretched a little bit and probably wasn't needed, but as I listened through the album a couple more times, like I at least felt like the narrative was still there for the song. Yeah. Uh, because I think. Again, I could be wrong, but I think this song is about how some people don't really view mental illness as something serious. They're just like, you know, back in my day, like there was none of this shit. We just we dealt with it because we're all men. Even the women were men. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so and their it, names were Helga. Only only millennials created uh, depression and then Gen Z inherited it. That's how it oh all worked. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to give myself a headache rolling my eyes so much. But like, I feel like that's what the song's kind of like implying. So again, that's where the satire comes in, I guess. Like yeah. Being a satirical album. Uh, so like the narrative was still there, at least with that kind of like therapy session. So I can deal with that. Uh, it's it's not like listening to Fuji's and you have a Chinese restaurant scene out of fucking nowhere. I mean, <laughs> I still think about that. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and also yeah. the instrumentals were kind of like light and sprinkled over the spoken word portion. So it grew on me. I like it now. So it's not that bad. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's Okay. Uh, I guess my really last my real last note isn't actually about the song in particular, but uh, I do want to ask, is this what you mean about Elliot Smith singing depressing songs in a cheerful way? Because like that's the vibe I'm getting from this. Uh, not quite like I you could put the headspace there, but it's not on the same plane, if that makes any sort of existence, because okay. uh, I mean, 
he has some kind of cheery sounding songs that are really depressing. And I, I know I've referenced the song Memory Lane like a billion times. Yeah. Um, but either, most of his songs that are depressing are just, they sound depressing. So, but every once okay. in a while, they sound kind of nice. But yeah. th- this is kind of like almost cartoonish. Whereas yeah. like Elliot Smith isn't obviously cartoonish. He's like just folk music. Okay. Uh, folk and then more experimental later on in his life. But regardless, yeah. So I don't know. I wouldn't put them in the same boat, but I, I get why some people would, I guess, yeah. in that context. Well, we keep referencing him and we haven't done the album yet. So I'm just going, I can only imagine what he means when he says stuff like that. So I guess I was a little off the mark here, but that's kind of what I got from this, where it's just like upbeat talking about mental health. And I'm like, you can't really be talking about mental health in a positive way. So I can only take it that it's negative, but presented in a digestible and upbeat and positive way you know yeah yeah unless it's one I'm of those, depressed unless it's one of those poppy songs that make it very abundantly obvious that you're like trying to be positive mental health it's like i'm strong i'll fight i'll survive yeah. i could do anything this one kind of gave me the uh i'm struggling i need to talk to someone <laughs> My pills taste great, but myself I hate. Someone please help me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a solid rhyme. I like that. I like that. I like to think I'm good at improvising. I like it. Oh, hell yeah. Except when it matters and I'm trying to be funny. You're not a musical artist, are you? <laughs> I No, no. Fuck that. I, I play music, but I'm not a musician. Fair. Song number nine, the tail end of the 69 itself. Love. Me normally. <laughs> it is another waltzy tune, although it does seem a little bit more calm so far. And if album feels. Mm-hmm. There's more talking. Oh my god. But this time he kind of reminds me of like a televangelist because he's talking and he's like, it, it just seems like there's more gusto, more like listen to me the things i'm saying are important and then by the end of the talking he's kind of yelling and it just reminds me of those like kenneth copeland yelling american evangelists televangelists now if only uh wilbur was as manipulative and shitty of a human being as have a jet by now probably on all that holy water money (laughs) <laughs> that's a whole other rant for another day i guess because oh, yeah, yeah. I, I i do not love him normally i can tell you that i don't even love him at all uh nice. yeah this as i just said uh this is starting to have end of album feels for sure uh yeah you can definitely feel the wind down at this point it's nice to have a bit, a bit more of a chill pace and my god that's an understatement i can't believe i didn't like all, ca- all caps that note um i do like the opening riff uh, with the guitar too and the other instrumentals just kind of blend in so well with it uh it's a really cool part to start off the track just you you hear like almost not right away like there's a bit of like talking in the beginning and then you hear the guitar riff kick in so that's what i'm talking about just for reference really liked it um and just like there's an instrument too i i, I think it was in the bridge uh it might have even been guitar but likely been a synth that was like doing these like really quick arpeggios and stuff like that uh i really like it i thought it was a super cool texture to have in the background it's like not exactly popping out in the forefront mm-hmm. or anything like that but it's a much needed layer to keep things fresh and so the, the fact that something was happening that i could just like be pulled out of my trance and be like oh that was kind of neat so look the song did that for once and so that was nice to have good because that is opposite of what i said i said it's not that i don't like it 
But just like the Bush and Billy Talon episode we did, this is sounding like an obvious formula and is only modified upon and not really changed too much. Did it you just, just reference Bush and Billy Talon all at the same time? The episodes that you chose and you're shit talking now? Wow. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to put one up there and one up there. Also, Bush. <laughs> well, I mean, that's relevant to some people, I guess. Not everybody. Uh, just depends I on wanna, who you are. I want to be dead. Um, we're not there yet. So <laughs> at the end of this I, season, episode, that is. I didn't, like, you had said that uh, that you looked up the uh, the musicians on the album and that Will Wood did a lot of the ones on his own. Uh, I didn't realize that before I wrote this note, but I do again give it to the musicians and producer still sounds really good. Still reminds me of musical theater. I feel like I could have just overarched that at the beginning, but as I was going through the album, I'm like, Oh, maybe it's just this one song. It wasn't. It's like the whole thing. Now, can I ask you, do you think that's a good or bad thing? Um, or are you somewhere in between? I think I'm somewhere in between. Uh, I don't hate it. I recognize it. So it's, it seems more, uh, exaggerated and flamboyant than what I would have expected or really what it could be. And it, it feels more of a, um, more of a, a production, you know what I mean? Where it's, yeah. I, I can, I can see visuals going along with this and a lot of them have to do with dancing off of light poles like singing in the rain. So I feel like that, that connection there kind of leads me to that uh, conclusion. I was only asking because when you keep talking about like the, the, the musical accent, like the musical theater aspect of it, yeah. like it seems like as the album's going, your, your opinion on it lessens and lessens. And it just reminds me of when we did Kevin Gilbert and there was like that one rock opera style song he had that I, I just shit all over. And then you were just like, Oh, he was working on a rock opera. I was like, Oh God yeah. damn it. So I was, I was wondering if like, <laughs> did, did Will Wood ever do musical theater in high school? Is that what we're getting into now? Well, Wikipedia says that he's also a filmmaker, so I don't know if maybe that's up his vein, sort of, sort of what he does. But uh, anything I was looking up, it didn't really mention anything filmmaky. So, well, if he's a filmmaker, chances are he was probably a theater kid. Most theater kids kind of go into like the film aspect of things and everything. Yeah, they see everything visually, and I, I feel like even especially with the uh, that sort of therapist ending of. Uh, Marsha, um, I I can see sort of the imagery with that. And I, I wonder if that was by design or by mistake, but either way, having that sort of mental image is is kind of nice. Um, but it definitely reminds me of something that I would see on like a community theater stage, which no harm in it is just obvious. Mm -hmm. So all right, I guess with that, we'll move on to the finale of the album. Song number 10, Memento Mori, the most important thing in the world. Finally, my ear holes can breathe. <laughs> We're there. We made we, <laughs> we lasted 10, 10 tracks, or nine tracks we had to get to, to get to 10, to finally get something that sort of calmed you down just for the album to end. Uh, I think it was earlier you mentioned like the Weird Al idea. Yeah, yeah. This song feels like a Richard Cheese track to me. Who's that? 
You've never heard Richard Cheese before? No, I haven't. He does, There's a lot of stuff that he, he does, like uh, these like swing jazzy versions of like different songs. He's done "Down with a Sickness," uh, which is probably his most really? famous one. He's he's done. Oh God, he's done. He did. He did "Closer" by Nine Inch Nails. Oh shit! Uh, like, I'm surprised you never heard it because like the, especially the "Down with a Sickness" one is like he's like famous for that one because it's so fucking funny. Um, and he doesn't change any of the words. It's all the same context. And it's just him in like this like crooner style voice. I just looked it up. It's Richard Cheese on the lounge against the machine. That is hilarious. I would suggest uh, if you're going to listen to any of them, him. if you're going to listen to any of them, listen to Down with the Sickness. Excellent. It is so fun. I am going to enjoy and this. And you'll understand this note that when I said this feels like a Richard Cheese type track to me, especially because like the refrain of just talking about how we're all going to die one day. Yeah. And, just, and he brings <laughs> yeah. up like so happy and theatrical and boom, it's just there. So that's why it reminded me of that in a way. That's fantastic. Um, though I will say like the previous song felt like the better ender, but like this one definitely feels like a during the credits type song. So I guess that's why it's here at the end. I can understand yeah. that. And again, being a filmmaker, he probably understands that. Yes. Like it, it just puts those like images in your head and it's like a, a multimedia experience within your brain. Um, now, this is going to be a niche reference uh, to anybody who listens to Kevin Gilbert and owns the Live at the Troubadour DVD. Um, well, his song All Fall Down, that was off of Thud. Um, he also recorded it like a ragtime. And that's what this song reminds me of. But the live at the troubadour dvd that song plays during the end credits so it as soon as i heard it i was like oh i wonder if this was released on an album i don't believe it was i think it's on one of my like rando cds that have unreleased tracks or whatever but along that vein this song reminds me of the game Fallout. It's very nice and jazzy, but eventually you're going to get nuked while listening to it. You're like, everything's fine, everything. Now I'm dead. <laughs> you see, like I've, I've only played Fallout New Vegas, so everything was already nuked at that point. Yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, I, I've only played Fallout 4, but only until the part that I got like so much radiation I died. <laughs> Because I didn't understand how to play. <laughs> and see, all I would do in New Vegas is walk around the, the barren wasteland listening to Marty Robbins' Big Iron on his hip. <laughs> I, and I, that, that is a bunch, that's also a bunch of memes now, apparently. So I'm so happy that that song is getting recognition because it fucking, I, I just, I love singing that song because it's just so fucking funny. Interesting. It's mainly this style because like, it's like, like 1950s, 60s type country music, right? So I mean, like, yeah. It's very like cartoony kind of country music at the time too. Interesting. Um, so yeah, the concert refrain is obviously meant to be satirical in the song too. Um, just because, you know, he just constantly yeah. like, we're all going to be dead someday. I can't remember the exact way it goes. It's pretty funny and on the nose, I suppose. But this has the same energy to me as the song Trying to Grow a Chin by Frank Zappa. Um, where that refrain is, I want to be dead in bed. Please kill me because that would thrill me. And that just keeps repeating over and oh over again. Oh my God. I've never heard that song, but that is perfect for me to walk around work singing. <laughs> you know how many people I've mentioned that to? And they're just like, oh my God, this is my national anthem. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Right. I've never heard that song before. And I'm going to sing that at work. And someone's going to be like, what? And I'll go, ah, nothing, nothing. All right, and well, just, just walking away. 
Add it to the incredibly long list of songs I told you to listen to that you won't listen to. Uh, Trying to Grow a Chin by Frank Zappa. When you listen yes. to that one about 20 years, just let me know. Uh, I already have a tab up for Richard Cheese and Marty Robbins, so we're opening another one. Oh my God, I, you're actually listening to Marty I'm, Robbins. I'm learning. Well, the thing is, if you can find something to appreciate about that refrain right there for Frank Zappa, then Chancellor you're like the song. It's towards the end, but just it's a short song. Get through the whole thing. It's pretty great. Beautiful. Fantastic song. And it's also a live song, too. That whole album's practically live, but it sounds studio quality. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I love that song, so thanks for allowing me to end this on a positive note, William. Yes, yes, yes. All done. Billiam Woodward. Billiam Boner. <laughs> Boner, because of Rection, because 69. Okay, that's probably the last 69 joke we're going to get out, so that's about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I'm sure there'll be one or two more. Don't listen or to Or 69 Chris. more. <laughs> There's the one. There's the one. Yeah. All so right. I, uh, my my overall review, I've already kind of said it earlier, like you have to be in the mood for this album and you, you wouldn't just put this on after a long day of work. Yeah. Like it's, it's not bad by any stretch. It's just not 100% for me. Like I have to be in the mood for it. Um, Mine's a little longer than that. Uh, I had no idea what to expect going into this album and I'm still not sure if this is a one-off or if Will Wood's other releases are similar. I'm on the fence about divulging myself into them. There's a song or two on here that I would listen to again on my own free time, but the others I might have to warm up to while playing them in a playlist and not sandwiched between two other songs off the same album. Um, apparently this might be one because apparently they, they went more of a different direction in this album as far as I've read. Ooh, interesting. So I, I don't know much more beyond that, so I couldn't really uh, specify. Okay, okay. But yes, we are at the end of speaking about Will Wood and his album, The Normal Album. Yay. So, hey, thanks for making it all the way to the end of the us. If you sure indeed did, maybe you listened to the album too. So we want to know your opinion on the album. Please let us know down in the comments below for wherever you're listening, because there should be comment sections everywhere. So by all means, let us know. We'll read them. And we love interacting with you. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. I thought you were going to make a 69 joke in there somewhere. I don't know. No. Especially when you no. stuck out your tongue. I was like, here it comes. I'll, uh, <laughs> that's what, what you're saying during a 69. I anyway. will answer the 69th comment. If we get 69 comments, by all exactly. means. It means I don't have to do a goddamn thing. <laughs> Fantastic. You know what to do, people. Spam us. Absolutely yeah. spam us. Yeah. And while you're spamming us, I guess we'll jump on over to the song rankings because that's kind of what we got in part two to three of the podcast, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So above our heads, boom, this graphic have changed. Our names, there are numbers. So it's going to be more names, though. Song names to be specific because we got to rank worst to best or least favorite to favorite, whatever you want to look at it as. That's time to do just that. Woo-hoo-hoo. Uh, you know what? I literally wasn't keeping track of what we might get correct or not i just i didn't want to i just kind of wanted to roll with this one since we didn't know a lot about it and i yeah. wanted to far i wanted to focus far more of my time and energy on 69 jokes <laughs> i do not think we're going to get one of them um matched but how fucking funny would it be if we got our sixth and ninth uh position matched <laughs> that would just that, that would cap off a brilliant show it would but i just i doubt it <laughs> Would. You already made that one. You can't do it again. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. In order, in, no in, order for it to, in order for it to make sense, you have to make that joke sixty-seven more times now. So it equals to sixty-nine since you've already done it twice. Yeah, that's not happening. No thanks. Yeah, because we got songs to rank now. So yes. let's do this. Ten songs. So, so song number ten. I, me, myself. Uh, Marsha. I am definitely um reducing the amount of uh, words in these song titles. 
That, that's I could fine. not fit them on the page. I'm also going to be reducing them while I'm editing. So on the screen above us, there's no full titles. I'm just, it's literally just short form. Brilliant. Sorry, not sorry. Song number nine. Well, better than the alternative. Black Box Warrior. I mean, Black Box Warrior. Black Box Warrior. Exactly. What's your favorite song? Black Box Warrior. <laughs> it sounds all- like a sounds like a barking dog. <laughs> Isn't that also the OK Ultra? So you can be like, OK Ultra. Just scream it. Again, <laughs> I would, but. <laughs> uh, number eight, Laplace's Angel. Outliers and hypocrites. Hippocrates. Now we are going to get zero matches because we got yeah. three last week, so it's just it's not going to happen this week. It's the way of the world. And so far, it's trending that way. Uh, let's see here. Number seven, love me normally. Why do you goddamn say that right before it always Be- happens? Because we need at least one match, so I need to jinx it. Oh my god! Well, you did because that's my number seven. Hi, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't normally love me, but you probably do now since we've that's got our pretty, match. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I swear to God, we don't set this up before the show. <laughs> no, actually, to those who don't know, like we avoided I, I think, it I think the first three episodes of the podcast, we used to tell each other our scores beforehand. We didn't change anything yeah. based on. We just told we used to tell each other our scores beforehand. Yeah. But then we stopped that because we wanted the more element of surprise even for us. So, yeah, yeah we haven't done that in like forever. That's why most of my reactions are completely blown out because they're real. Well, we didn't get number nine. Maybe we'll get number six, though. Uh, second night. No, uh, Laplace's angel. Laplace's angel. Yeah. It's got the word angel in it. And I can pronounce that. Lips of an angel. Song number five, Memento Mori. Yes. Oh, cool. Yes, that one is a match. Um, I do not want to ever hear you sing Hinder ever again, though. Say my name, it oh. sounds so sweet. Oh, that was me vomiting. <coughs> oh, I fucking, that's, that's I, my throat giving out. I I hope I hope you lose your voice. The song is so fucking bad. <laughs> no shit. Number four, outliers and hypocrites. Well, better than the alternative. I'll just put well better. There you go. That's like good. Well, butter. Uh, song number four, Marsha, thank you for the dialects, but I need you to leave. Isn't that number three? Is it? Then it's number three. Yes, it absolutely is. Uh, my number three is Suburbia Overture. Suburbia. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we're done, because my number two is... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the barking dog. Mine is I, me, and myself, the only people that matter in my life. And even then, you don't even necessarily trust them. Number one, the sub- uh, Siberia, the Suburbia Overture. Uh, number one, second to Ekin Twite Tweer. Twekin Twite Tweer. I told you that's how it's pronounced. You have to put the TW before everything. I just wanted you to correct me. That's what it is. Number one. Twite Tweer. It's all good. Although I don't know if the obviously second night seems like the right thing, but what the hell is the ear supposed to be? Or second sight. I, Second I sight sear. I, I think searing a steak. I don't really know if this is about barbecue. Right. Well, while we're not debating that, I guess we can go on. Because uh, we got our top ten. We got two, correct, there. Uh, we got our bad. number five, and then we got our number seven. So not six and nine. How unfortunate, but I'll take two Ooh, anyway. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's better than zero, for sure. 
Absolutely. So now we will go to the album rating screen transition. Well, here we are on the album rating screen. My goodness. So many things to look at. If you Please. squint your eyes very tightly, you might be able to make out some sort of album in there somewhere, but it's just a small clumped mess, especially in that B tier. And some of the painful ones that found themselves in the B tier when <sighs> they probably deserve to be elsewhere. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That? I said I'm sorry before you said anything. I'm not going to shame you. By the way, we're talking about Shad. Uh, that's what we did last week. Uh, no, we did. We did Fuji's. No. We did Shad two weeks ago. That's right. Well, yeah. my own schedule, my head is like completely fucked up. Fuji's are in the B tier. They're towards the bottom, I guess. Shad, uh, was so Shad good. is like tip top of the B tier because you just couldn't A tier the album yourself. Oh my God. I was, we were so, so close. But Shad was so good. And I've listened to the album that came out for that. It was so good. Ugh, I feel so, if we redux anything, we're doing that one first. I, I already have something in mind to redux, but that'll come Beautiful. One day. Um, but yeah, we got to find out where this album's going though, and that'll be Will Wood's The Normal Album, uh, because I'm pretty sure your stepdaughter would sure love to know where we're going to put it. And Oh, I don't want her to move out though. Well, she's going to one day anyways. Crap. Because uh, I mean, like, that's kind of what kids do. They grow up and eventually leave the nest. No, but not if you call oh, them, not this economy. Treat them like children. <laughs> yeah, and treat them like children forever. I suppose so. Do you still right? baby her? No, no. I, I met her when she was like 13, so I never got the chance to baby her. And I bet she's appreciative. All right, let's find out where this is going. So I guess yes. uh, since uh, you're so closely related to this one, you can go ahead and give us your first score. Oh, my God. OK, well, I don't have any sort of qualifier to this other than um, my score is 72.4. 72.4. Not bad. Yeah. Well, mine, on the other hand, uh, is actually pretty close to that. And this is also considering, again, not knowing where exactly or not, what exactly I was going to expect on this album. Yeah. Mine came to 73, even. Woo, so that, that puts us at 72.7 B minus tier. 72.7, that is 0.01% above Psychotic Symphony. Wow, we're just burying it. We buried the Age of Electric oh. out with the Fujis, and now we buried <laughs> Psychotic Symphony out. We're, we're really grouping it because this one nestles right in between Psychotic Symphony and the Age of Electric. So pretty close. Wow, really just uh, snaking along the bottom there, huh? Yeah, yeah, right? It's like uh, like those fish that just suck up the algae off the bottom of the tank. Oh, I was thinking that that game that you could play on the old Nokia is the snake game. You just click bits oh, and get longer. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Well, if we could ever shock anyone, it wouldn't be with our rating of a B-tier album. Uh, and that's what ha we happen to do today. We did warn you a long time ago. If you requested an album, chances are we're going to B-tier. And guess what we did, Savannah's stepdaughter? We, we didn't let it. you down. We didn't let you down. So you're welcome, I guess. Personally let them down, but we still kept our end of the bargain. Exactly, exactly. I'll just have to hear about this later. Exactly. It's too bad she didn't let us know uh, where she would rank songs or rate records. I'd be curious to know. Only when she's 18, though. She shouldn't be listening to this episode if she's yeah. underage. Not a chance. Yeah. Go away. Go to bed. Go to, yeah, I was just going to say, go to bed. You have school in the morning. <laughs> it's insert late time here o'clock. Go to bed. Exactly. Sheesh. I, I'm parenting a child I've never met in my life. Yeah, she's cool. She parents herself. It's great. Uh, I wouldn't let a 15-year-old parent themselves, but okay. 
Whatever, it's all good. Anyways, yes, we are at the end of the episode now. So, hey, thank you very much for joining us on today's episode, getting all the way to the end. You listened to us talk about the album. You saw us rank the songs. You saw us rate the record. So now the question is, where would you put it all? What would you do with all this information? Let us know down in the comments below wherever you're listening by all means. We are glad to hear it, glad to discuss it, and we want to know your opinions because you've listened to us drag on for way too long. Oh, so my God. take like a minute and let us know what you think. Very, very curious about that. And uh, you can find all the ways to comment on our things and everything like that, even over on social media, which is at Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All of that can be found at RateTheRecord.ca, along with the album giveaway link, because we're also doing that, and that's down in the description <laughs> below as well. And for March 2023, because it is March now, we are giving away Bush's 16 Stone. We've given nice. away Nirvana's Nevermind already, but we are doing Bush's 16 Stone now. So if you want a chance to win that, link down in the description below or at RateTheRecord.ca. Or, today was a request album. Do you want to do a request album? Or at least submit it so we can do it. That's how I should word it. Then, by all means, link down below or write the record.ca. Request an album for us to consider for the show. Yes, please. Uh, request some weird, wacky Bob Dylan. ones. Like, no, weird, wacky ones. Because I'm very uh, very intrigued by things that I've never heard of heard of or heard about before. So, Bob Dylan. No, <laughs> I, I've heard of him and talking to you, I've heard far more than I want to. So I haven't really technically done the impression a long time. I know I did a bit last week just to tease you, but I haven't actually gone off on it in quite some time. I was literally waiting for you to do it now. And I was just ready to just pierce my finger through my temple. So I never have to hear it again. If I pass away tomorrow, you would miss that. If you missed anything from me, it'd be my Bob Dylan impression. Um, maybe after a bunch, like a, a little bit of time, uh, but right now I resent it wholefully. Yes. I hope I haunt you with the Bob Dylan voice though. Like I'm just a ghost around you. It's just like, uh, never mind. I won't do it. <laughs> I was just about to, but I'm not going to do it. It's like you find, you find you're haunting me and you see me watching that episode and one tear comes down and then you say it. I'm like, Fuck off! I'm trying to watch this. Hey, if you if you like when I torment Savannah with the Bob Dylan impressions, by all, I got a, I got a proposition for everyone. For everyone who uh, joins uh, Kofi.com slash rate the record, the RTR Club, five bucks a month. If you join the RTR Club, I will make a video of me telling Savannah about the donation in the Bob Dylan voice every time, and I'll make rhymes about it too. So if you want to see that, and I'll put it on Instagram and everything, by all means, rate the record uh, over on Kofi.com. Hell yeah. Audio <laughs> listeners, she flipped me off, but that's okay. I, I appreciate that. That just means she cares. Too much. You hurt the ones you love. It's all good. Love me normally. <laughs> well, we are at the end of the episode, so once again, thank you very much for hanging out with us. But before we let you go, uh, just a heads up. Before we uh, end episode 69, huh? Nice. I had to say it one more time. Uh, <laughs> episode 70 isn't next week. It's the week after because we're going to take hey. a week off to, to do literally nothing and dissociate and stare at a blank wall for a day. Oh, my God. It is my ideal life. This is great. Exactly. So, yeah, no episode next week. Uh, but apparently Savannah's got some content planned. So I do keep an eye out for that. But we will be back the week after that with episode 70. And I do have a teaser for you just in case you still want to hang on to this one for two weeks. I will tell you the album that we are covering is celebrating its 30th anniversary. There you go. We are doing an anniversary album, like I mentioned before. And it's by a band who's been go uh, been around for going on 43 years. Wait, what is So that's what, 1970? 80. Oh. 1980. Yes. Duran Duran. We already did that. It's too soon to do it again. Shit. Um, 
You already had your guess. Shut up. Anyways, I can't think of anything else. Let everyone else guess and wonder because that's kind of what they have to do now. And until then, uh, go binge watch the other episodes. If you miss us next week, but you probably won't, that's okay. But join us again in two weeks for a brand new episode. Until then, go listen to some awesome music and we'll see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Goodbye.